Greetings and welcome. I am Dr. Carol Gambule, your host on Word Anchor Podcast. I'm also an author and a publisher. This weekly podcast covers a wide range of issues that we face in life and the solutions that are provided for in the Word of God. I aim to encourage, to teach, motivate, and guide as we move along in this life's journey. Please subscribe, download, and share this podcast. Someone out there needs to hear this message. I hope you enjoy this episode. Today's message is for the girls, for the ladies, for the women, the aunties and the sisters. This is the first episode on the series on my book, Dear Girl Child. It is a time for us to reflect on the issues that affect us as women. One of the important parts of a car is a mirror. A car has a rear view and side mirrors. The driver uses the rear view mirror to see what is behind, the cars that are approaching and even those that have passed. The side mirror shows what is happening on the side, the cars that are closely approaching to pass or to drive alongside you. The rear view mirror is a very important part for us ladies. Before leaving, this part gives us a reflection of how we look. We are then able to fix this and that, put some lipstick, fix the hair, and just smile at ourselves. This episode is a first on the series of messages to the girls, ladies young and old based on my book, Dear Girl Child. This is a book not for very young girls, as we speak about your issues, yet taking the posture of a young girl sitting in the lap of their father, listening to the words of wisdom and even rebuke. It is our mirror reflection. What do you see? How do you see yourself? This self-introspection will go a long way In aligning our narrative as girls to good value systems, the value we put on ourselves will dictate the things we accept and do not accept, the actions we take and the life choices we make. There are times where your mirror is skewed. That gives you a wrong picture. It can be that as you look in the mirror, you see someone else instead of you. Then you will put that lipstick the wrong way because you cannot see yourself at that point in time. Before the mirror can show you the things behind you as you get into the car, fix the mirror to reflect you. Check yourself out and agree with you that you are okay. Then you can fix it again to show you the rear and then the side mirror. We'll talk about those in the upcoming episode. So this episode is focusing on self-reflection. What do you see in the mirror? And if you do not see you, it is time to fix that mirror. Our topic today says, Fixing Her Mirror, Changing Her Narrative. Dear girl child, you are not a mistake, irrespective of how you came into the world. You are not a second-class citizen. You are not a tool to be used and discarded. You are blessed to the core, to the very place that brings out humankind. Over the years, God has entrusted you to carry humanity in your belly. No matter how powerful a man can be, only the girl child will grow to carry even the male child and bring children to this earth. You are entrusted with the multiplication with which God blessed both males and females. Our episode today is titled, Fixing Her Mirror, Changing Her Narrative. A friend told me a story. One day she went to a certain house with her brother, a beautiful mansion in the suburbs. As they parked the car, A butler came and offered to get the car washed. 
took it around to the house. Her brother went to see the man of the house, found him with the helpers. The wife was out. He immediately called her and told her to come home as they had visitors. When she arrived, he told her to take the lady, my friend, and show her around. The husband has children. They do come visit as they stay with their mother. So the huge house is mainly inhabited by the husband and wife and all their eight plus helpers. Then the madame took my friend and showed her around her home. Everything is upsized in the house. A room for groceries, separate room for cleaning material, food in all sorts of variants. It is a dream house. I could only imagine it when she told me. They finished the tour and she started cooking, mentioning that her husband never eats some food unless prepared by her. She took the food to the men where they were seated. There was a wash basin in that room, but she had to take a bowl with water and cloth to her husband because that's how he preferred it. Then the discussion turned to her. What does she do? What was she doing before being abruptly called back home? Well, it turns out she was doing her nails, pampering herself. That's what she basically does. She goes to the gym, breakfast in restaurants, spa pampering, some shopping, though she prefers shopping for clothes overseas, France, places where they sell expensive and exclusive clothing. She holds a BCom degree, but she doesn't work. She never worked. She has a credit card which is loaded, but she does not have a separate bank account. Basically, she spends as she is allowed through her credit card. Her husband has children from a previous marriage. They come visit, they have a nanny, and they go on holiday with their father without their stepmother. She is living a high life without any security for the future. Should they divorce, she has nothing on her name. Her life is to the behest of her husband. She bows to his bidding. She has nothing to offer and nothing to fall back on. Yet, she is educated. Some people want the lifestyle, nothing to offer, just enjoying life and doing whatever is asked with no questions. I personally want to be worth something other than being a trophy wife. I want to be a contributor in the family. I want to be able to stand on my two feet. Death and divorce has proven to some women who hold this view as good that life can throw you down if your life depends on another human being. However, societal view teaches us that a girl's got to learn to take care of a man and her household, grow up, get a rich man and live happily ever after until something happens to him or your marriage and then you cannot rise without another man. From time immemorial, society prepared a place for a girl, teaching her to know how to clean the house, how to cook, how to take care of everyone in the house. For instance, if a father walks into the house, the girl child must bring him water, food. She is trained as she grows up to do that. These are good deeds and important life skills. The boy gets prepared to pick up stuff that the mother or father brings to the home, washes the car if there is any, takes care of the garden, and all other hard labor kind of activities. As the girl child grows up, she is prepared to take care of a household for when she gets married. I know some might think that such is no longer happening. We have evolved. To a certain extent, we have evolved. But this societal norm still prevails, even as subtle to the point of not being noticed. My mother grew up in that time where she went to school and left early as my grandfather thought girls should not continue further with their education. She got married, 
had four children, then decided to change the status quo. As she prepared her children to go to school, she also got into school clothes, went to high school and obtained a high school certificate. She went to teacher's college and obtained a diploma. She studied further and retired having several certificates. As she started her journey of self-development, she was the talk of the community. Some said an educated wife will dump her husband and get involved with other teachers. When she got her driver's license, some said she would definitely leave my dad. It was taboo for her to leave her home to pursue her education. Some women get into marriage as a dependent that must be taken care of by her husband. Some girls will wait for payday to get something from their partners. Some are not even prepared to study as they would rather improve their looks so that they can attract a guy. Some would even do some exercises to shape their bodies just for a guy. The looks, the body are basically what other girls and women have to offer in exchange for a lavish lifestyle. It is said to see young girls basically selling themselves to the highest bidder these days. The one with more money, cars, business and living a lavish lifestyle is a catch. In our country, such men are even called blessers and the women, if they are married, trophy wives. This view, held by both men and women, is also taught by society and perpetually held up by their peers to continue to push the woman backwards. Some women are living a high life with good looks, but it actually is a life of abuse. They are a commodity that is only useful to the owner until something better comes. This view about women has to change. A girl is not a commodity to be sold to the highest bidder. A woman is not a helpless and useless person that must be rescued for a price. A mother is not a punching bag, nor is she a scapegoat to be blamed for everything that goes wrong in a man's life. A girl has more to offer than her body. Surely God did not create a second-rate citizen when he created a woman. She might have been formed later than a man, but the female was created right in the beginning together with her male counterpart. She might not know her potential, but if only she can realize, or if only someone can tap her and unveil the hidden treasure in her. Let us read what the Word of God says. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 to 28. Then God said, Let us make men in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. In these three verses lies the truth about a woman, that she was never an afterthought, but that she stood right next to the male, created in the image of God, and blessed together with the male. God did not say to the male, be fruitful and multiply and share that with the female if you so wish or if she is deserving. God also did not say to the woman, wait for the male to be fruitful and multiply and make yourself pretty so that he can share that with you. God said to the male and the female, be fruitful and multiply.
When you sit and do nothing with your life, you are not being fruitful. You are actually sitting on the blessing of multiplication and increase. Our physique as women may be different from the males. Other than that, we all have brains, we have potential, and we also have a blessing from God. If only every girl in the whole world would realize the potential that lies in the blessing of God and that there is no one brought to this earth to be a spectator, but that all must increase and multiply, then so much can be done in this earth. Some innovative ideas lies hidden in the brain of a woman who wants to be rich quickly without sweating. Some graves have buried products that should be useful for us all, but the girl was taught that she cannot and she believed it and she is unable to even unto the grave. I know of some ladies that are capable of working with their own hands, but would rather find a made-up man who has money than to work for their own money. I am not in any way looking down on women that stay at home raising children. However, I am encouraging us as women that there is more to us than we see in ourselves. When you know that you are blessed, you will never allow any man to belittle you for money and luxury. If God were to call the male and the female to account, what did you increase? What did you multiply? What did you dominate? And did you ever rule? Will you have something to tell God? Society has to change the mindset of girls. We carry babies in our belly, but that is not all about us. We can cook and clean, but it does not end there. There is more to us women and girls than we give ourselves credit for. The story that I shared earlier is a sad one. The lady is enjoying life with a big void. One of the things she said was that they have separate bedrooms. Sometimes her husband just wants to sleep alone. That lady has no voice in her house. She has to do as he says. Her happiness is as far as her obedience can go. This narrative has to change. She cannot get a degree only to end up a glorified and expensive housekeeper and security guard. Unfortunately, life happens. People die. Some divorce. What will she do if that happens? Only God knows. The Bible tells of a story of two women, one a prophetess and a judge in Israel, also a wife, her name is Deborah, and another one, Jael, whose background is not told. Deborah was a powerful figure in Israel, a woman who held these three positions with honor. She commanded an army to battle. She said, go and deploy troops at Mount Tabor. She told Barak. This man must have depended on Deborah, for he said he will not go if she did not go with them. Deborah was not a soldier, but she held an authoritative role and spoke for God. Even if she did not lift a spear and javelin, the words she spoke as a prophet of God would bring them victory. Deborah went with him, but then she said these important words, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, there will be no glory for you in the journey you are taking, for the Lord will sell Sisera into the hands of a woman. Praise the name of the Lord. So this is a judge, a prophetess, that tells this man of war that though I'm coming with you as a prophetess, as a judge, as your leader, but I'm telling you that the battle will be won, but not by you. It will be won by another woman. By the hand of a woman, victory would come. As the enemy Sisera ran, he came to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber, and she called him in, covered him with a blanket, 
and drove a peg into his temple. It was not her husband that brought victory, but this woman. She was not a soldier, just a wife. Yet she was capable of giving victory to Israel by killing their enemy. Let it be known that we are capable. We are not in competition with men, but we are striving, taking each step daily, leaving our signature in the sand. We are writing history, influencing generations. What do you see in the mirror? Do you see a potential child in you? Can God entrust you with spiritual battles against principalities and powers and spiritual hosts in heavenly places? Will you stand and cast out the evil spirits or would you wait for a man to do what God has already blessed you with, dominion and rule? Can you see a judge in you like Deborah, woman of God? Can you see yourself holding positions in high places in society? Can you be that CEO, also a leader of note in your own organization? Can you hold that position and still go to the house of the Lord and prophesy? What does your mirror tell you? Is it showing you other people that are capable accept you? Then fix it. Fix that mirror. That mirror must show you. That mirror must show your potential. That mirror must show your beauty. That mirror must show you that you are wonderfully and fearfully made. That mirror must show you that you are blessed. That mirror must show you that you are capable of multiplying, of increase, of dominion and of rule. Yes, you will have to fix some little things or even big things. But if you see you in that mirror, what God has deposited in you, then you are ready to represent the kingdom of heaven. Then you can stand and like Jael, when the enemy comes, Sisera comes to the camp of Israel, you'll drive that peg through his temple because you believe God, because you believe God in you, because you believe that it is possible even through you. It is a time that we do not look down on ourselves and the capabilities that God has given us, the abilities, even the grace upon us, even the anointing upon us. It is time that as girls and as women, as young ladies, as mothers, as sisters, will stand up and be counted and make history and let the people know that there is a woman that lived in that place and that place and these are the great things that she achieved. If only you can look at the mirror and see what God has created in you. Allow me to encourage you as a woman. You have such great potential backed up by the blessing of God over you. If you just put your mind to it, you surely can do it. Go ahead, dear girl child, study further, get some new skills, put down your ideas and pursue them. Knock on those doors. One day, the right door will open, increase and multiply. Dominate the bathroom, just as you do the kitchen. And as you do, tell the younger generation that it is possible. You are blessed, young lady. You are blessed, woman. The Lord, our God, loves you so much. And he has put his blessing upon your life. Increase and multiply. Thank you for listening to Word Anchor Podcast. I hope you were blessed by this message. For copies of my books, go to Amazon.com. Check out the show notes for more details. Until next time, stay blessed and continue making the Word of God your anchor.